2: Starts coming August up the,
3: very soon. August, September is kind of like when it all starts. So, everybody that has had a false sense of security about the traffic in the morning, it's about to change and go back to that.
2: It is. School buses on the road. Big news. I have some important news for you. Interesting news. It's Blake
3: and Darren's
2: spirit. <laughs> <laughs> from CMR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How was your weekend? fantabulous hey good that's what we like what's to hear what's
4: going
2: on that's what we like to hear
4: you know yes we had a birthday around here five years old
2: it's crazy huh?
4: So exciting stuff well today is her actual birthday oh and okay. uh, we did the party yesterday so that was super exciting so
2: how'd the party what, go yeah
4: what else it did you it was good yeah it was lots of fun and do
2: you have a bouncy castle
4: fun. yes of course yeah oh yeah the one with it's the, the
2: water slide bucks and- you can spend
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, for four hours, it's yeah. a no-brainer.
3: We had ours for longer. They like dropped it off right in the morning. It usually is longer. Yeah, because yeah. they
2: just have so many that so many bounce. I mean, this guy set up like ten bouncy castles a day. Wow! You know, on the weekends for yeah. parties. Yeah, yeah they, so they have to go back around and take them all down. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's cool. So much fun. Did you go down yeah. the slide?
4: No, I didn't have time. Come
2: that. on. No.
4: Didn't have the time. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but what, uh, it, was, uh, it was good fun.
2: What happened over the weekend? Newswise, newsworthy.
4: Um, it was actually a relatively quiet weekend. There was K-Mass, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. there's always stuff that comes out of that. But um, not too much went on over the weekend. It was kind of low-key. I saw
2: some weekend. viral video mm-hmm. of two women whining on each side of a police officer that was yeah. driving on a motorcycle whining on his leg mm. on each side wait what yeah so yeah. the guy the police officer is on a motorcycle okay and then there's there's a woman on each side of the bike whining on his leg
0: Yeah. and okay. I, don't, I don't
2: mean crying i mean whining <laughs> <laughs> Did you ah, see that
4: video? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, we had that up. It, uh, I, thought you know, that, I, don't, I don't know why they do this to police officers, because I always feel like they put them in such an uncomfortable position. Because, obviously, they probably really do want to have fun and enjoy themselves, but they're working, so they can't.
2: And, i thought the um, uh, i thought the rules were uh no no affection no touching no i think that no, was just no talking for the- that, was the-
4: just
3: oh, for oh, that was just for the oh that was pride oh re-marriage. you're right yeah
2: i'm sorry yeah. every other parade's fine just pride yeah, oh, right. okay you no know,
3: but that was like self-imposed though too like it wasn't in <laughs> yes the- yeah i so mean
4: that's-, that's good good yeah. point um but it's certainly it's it clearly as we said on our platform demonstrates a double standard but the double yeah. standard is the community had nothing to say really about that video um, you didn't hear people calling down brim fire and bricks and whatever else. Um, whereas when people were just like peacefully walking down the street with their, you know, pride flags, it was a whole other situation. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: baby steps yeah. though. Baby I steps. I don't know.
4: Mm-hmm. I guess.
3: Yeah. Mm.
2: So, uh, yeah, Kate, I didn't go to, uh, we didn't go to K-MAT. Well, we were, we were, uh, we sponsored one of the floats, but yeah. we we actually right. had a birthday party we had to go to. Yeah, on the same day. Same
0: time. Yeah, I
4: think pretty, I saw 107 there. Yeah, yeah. One so yeah. It was, yeah. It was It was a pretty busy. Yeah, um, how many people do you know? They had. They looked like they had a pretty good crowd, actually. I guess they had. They they obviously had some restrictions in place because you could mm-hmm. see that the bands were like separated, and then they like would stop for a little bit, let um like maybe two advance, mm-hmm. and then the other ones would come behind. Um, so some were smaller than others, but some were actually a pretty decent size. That's cool. So what's yeah.
3: is, is Badabannu still going on?
2: Cancelled can, this year.
3: Okay, Badabannu's been cancelled, but they're still going to be going forward eventually. Still Badabannu and K Mass. They're not together. Yeah,
4: they're not going to merge. No, they're 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 like opposing um, carnivals, basically, from what I can see. I don't mm-hmm. ever see a merging of the minds. In mm-hmm. fact, I guess K Mass was created in opposition to Bada yeah. <laughs> So So um, I don't know if that will ever change, but yeah, you know, I think some people are still upset that there has to be two carnivals per year. Cause I don't know of any other jurisdiction that probably does that. And given how small we are, it seems on the one hand, a little bit silly, but um, I guess people do have a preference for which they participate in. And maybe some people do both. I don't know.
3: Yeah, Maybe there's no
4: such thing as enough carnival, you know?
3: Mm, i don't know i feel like i feel like those costumes you know some of them can be pretty pricey
2: yeah
5: yeah well
3: it was
2: funny i did drive down west bay road (laughs) after the parade and (laughs) feathers everywhere it's like yeah like you said it's like big bird had walked down
3: (laughs) yeah big drunk big bird everywhere
2: (laughs) (laughs) anything else happened?
3: um
4: that was we had one or two accidents you know that's norm so there was a one on saturday night that was kind of crazy in the um savannah newlands area mm. um i haven't heard if anyone got seriously injured but the vehicles look pretty mashed up there's like a truck involved in that one um and then the random you know after every carnival every big event um sunday morning you wake up with a random car in the bushes yeah so there's always that <laughs> <laughs> you're like yeah. mm, what happened here that one's well, a mystery
2: I, i'm not gonna lie i don't mind a quiet weekend it, it, yeah
4: it, no weekend. quiet is good
2: good mm. that is good yeah Yep. yeah all right. We'll so, catch uh, uh, the catch yeah. show now on a Monday and we will catch up with you tomorrow. on Thank the show. you so Have much. Have a good day. Bye. All Talk right, guys.
4: Then. Thank you.
2: All right. Aaron, what you got coming up in your dirty?
4: You're not- All right. So um, I got a funny story to tell you guys. I got to send this to Aaron and Blake because it's pretty funny. But my daughter seems to think that the name of my show is Dirty on the 30. <laughs> Because I guess, oops, sorry, I'm, I'm deleting some stuff from my, um. Ah, how did I get that up here? I'm deleting some items, my apologies, from the, uh, from the screen here. So yeah, so she said to me on Friday, she's like, mom, is your show called Dirty on the 30? And I was like, no. But it was kind of funny because I think what happens is she doesn't actually watch the show, but dad is like just happens to be listening to um 106 in the morning. So I think she hears my voice. And then um, you know, she hears this dirty and the 30 comes up afterwards. So she's like, is that the name of your show? It was pretty funny. Um, so it, the trust me when I tell you, the mind of a um five-year-old like they don't have a true concept of time a lot of times like it was really um telling her about her birthday weekend like trying to explain to her like okay your actual birthday is on Monday but the party is on um Sunday then she's like why is that again I forgot I don't understand So I was like, okay, you know, we have it on a Sunday, on a weekend, so people can come. But your actual birthday is on Monday. And then she's like, when is my birthday again? (laughs) So funny, kids. I'm like, yes, your birthday is Monday. Monday, you're going to be five. She's like, okay, I'm going to be five on Monday. You know, and when they get to that age where they actually know, okay, my birthday is on the 9th of August. So, folks, this year, five years today, I should say, today, five years ago, I was actually, what time is it now? Yes, I was being wheeled into the, they get you early up, early in the morning for C sections if they can, if it's not an emergency C section. So, I was literally being wheeled in to um, the operating theater to have a baby. Yes. It's one of those things when you wait so long to finally do it, and you're like, oh, my God, this is it. This is it. We can't keep her in forever. She's got to come. And some of you may know this already, but she was a preemie, so um, she actually came about a month early. And so then they had to keep her in the NICU for a month. Big shout-out to the NICU staff. They are amazing. Um, I know some of them have since left since we were there, but, I mean, you couldn't ask for uh, better treatment. Like, I had a whole new respect for hospital um, nurses and staff and um, in particular, the maternity ward at HSA, um, I think has got to be like the best ward. Like they were awesome. So my midwife was um, Allie. She's no longer there. She left. She's at a private medical facility now, but I saw her recently. I actually saw her at the gay pride event. She was out there supporting. And, um, yeah, so I was being wheeled into the theater. I think she was born after about 8.24 or something in the morning. hmm So, thankfully, that part of it went without. Uh, it was uneventful, which is what you want, an uneventful pregnancy. Well, you would love an uneventful pregnancy, but an uneventful birth is good as well we had a little bit of an eventful pregnancy because she was growing really tiny. And I don't know how many of you guys will remember this, but this was the height of the whole Zika scare. Remember Zika? Oh my gosh. Zika just kind of disappeared. Like it's so weird. Um, I don't know whatever happened to those poor Zika babies, but um, Zika was scary and everybody was like really, really afraid of uh, especially pregnant women. Because of what it can do to your baby of getting bitten by the Zika mosquitoes. And I had to go to Miami a couple of trips, and they were just like, be careful. The Zika mosquitoes are all over the place. And it was like, oh my gosh. So she was growing tiny, and the doctor's like, we don't know why. We don't know what this is. We don't, you know. Um, But what they say is normally, if a baby is growing small, there's a reason for it. Um, and that makes, you know, the neonatologist uh, uncomfortable. That makes your primary physician, um, your OBGYN, uncomfortable because they want a healthy baby. And so I must give a big shout out to Dr. Dia Saran because at eight months, he said, okay, you know, this pregnancy has always been lagging a little bit. Um, in the end, we think that it was just... You know, the placenta just wasn't supporting her as well as it could have. Um, at one point, I went to Miami. We did a bunch of, we did like an extensive ultrasound where they were looking for everything. And um, they did this newer blood test where they try to look for, you know, they replace it with the um, amnio synthesis, which with the amnio, they actually have to tap into your stomach to get a sample of the um, a biblical fluid. And that comes with certain risk. So we had done this fancier blood test and they just weren't getting enough of a sample size. And so they said, well, you know, now we can do the amnio and the physician in the U.S. i S I'm so glad I went to him. He said, no, don't, don't make him do it. Um, because he said, once you've reached a certain stage in the pregnancy doing the amnio is so much more dangerous in terms of miscarriaging. So he said, I would not recommend that you do it. And he, he was, um, Gosh, I can't even remember his name now. I've got to look him up because I want to send him an email. You know, when you go through something like this, you like to keep your physicians up to date in terms of how the baby's doing and the whole nine yards. So he was a specialist at the University of Miami. I think it was University of Miami. Um, And so he was a... Uh, OBGYN, but he was also a specialist in terms of disorders. Like he did a lot of genetic testing and that sort of thing. So they ask you a lot of questions, quite interestingly enough, about your family history, because all of these things matter. Um, You know, what runs in the family, like everything, like what people died from, if anybody was born with any defects, like they ask you every single thing to see what could potentially stand out when they're now looking at the fetus. And it's amazing how much of your family history that you actually do not know. I find like we need to know more. And this is why. So, um, yeah, you know, he was asking a bunch of questions and he did a very thorough analysis. And um, I saw him for two appointments. I had to go back and forth to Miami and the first one he said, it just looks like the placenta just isn't feeding her, like it isn't giving her enough. Like there's some kind of weak areas that they could pick up in the sac itself. And uh, by the time I went back, like maybe a month or so later, he said that he'd seen some improvements. And so basically, the first trip, he said, if you were my patient, I would put you on bed rest right now. Like you'd be in bed rest for the remainder of the pregnancy. This is like at three months. I was like, on bed rest for six months. That's crazy. You know, we don't have that luxury of being on bed rest for six months. Like I've got to work. I've got, you know, and he was like, okay, well, in that case, um, here's a list of strong recommendations. Like every week you're going to go see your, your physician in the Cayman Islands. He is going to, you know, one week do the ultrasound, the next week he's going to do something else. And it was just constant, constant monitoring, And the irony of it was in terms of, um, you know, a lot of women complain about having a rough pregnancy, like they have morning sickness, all this kind of stuff. I didn't really have those complaints, but it was just a concern for the baby, you know? Um, And so we said no to the amnio. We're like, whatever is going to be, it's going to be. And we will just pray for the best. And we're going to deal with the situation regardless. And um, even when we were trying to do you know, they have these, these fancy 3D uh, scans now where you can tell, like, the sex of the baby, and they give you a picture and all that kind of stuff. We were trying to figure out all that, and trust me, it wasn't, they were like, we're not really sure. We think it's a girl, but we're not really sure. Um, and so then I think at some point, yeah, at some point we knew, like, that it probably was a girl. Because, you know, babies have a way of, like, turning certain directions when you're like, no, flip the other way, turn around. So um, good morning to Quincy, who's listening to us from Jamaica. Good to see you. Good morning to Marshall. Ervlin is here. Felicia. Diamond Princess. Miss Morna. Olivia. Tommy from the Bahamas. John is here. Nilser, thank you. Stan, watching from Guyana. We appreciate the love. Buenos dias to Elizabeth. Jackie got it locked in. Jisara and who else is here? Another Elizabeth Buenos Dias is joining us. Don is also here. He says, sipping my tea in my CMR mug and waiting to hear the latest. Thank you so much. So I ran into a gentleman on Saturday at um, a local restaurant. And um, he was, big shout out, by the way, to the staff over at Thai Orchid. They do a fantastic brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. So check it out, folks. It's very good. All you can eat, fresh fruits, sushi. They do a little dessert area, a little dessert platter. Um, And then they normally have like three or four meats. You get a soup. It's well worth it. Good price too. So um, he was there and he said, oh my gosh. He said, I finally get to meet you in person. I'm like, oh, okay. But he said, you know, most days I listen to your show and thank you so much for what you do. And I really enjoy it. Um, You have an excellent program. It's so interesting to see how different people perceive the show and the platform in this program. So big shout out to that gentleman. I can't remember his name right now. I'm sorry. But um, thank you so much for um, letting us know that you appreciate the show. And it's good to know. You know, some people can't always watch it live, but I do know that they, I've just taken out my back scratcher. (laughs) I do know that they go back and watch it. Um, at their leisure, which is the great thing about the platform. So Quincy, of course, is live this morning. Quincy, how are you? Miss Maria is here. Leroy is joining us. Um, so Bracken Carnival, when is that? I don't even know when that's taken place. So yes, yeah, so let's talk about K-Mask, because K-Mask was kind of interesting. Siobhan, thank you so much. Yes, I'm an August baby myself. So I'm the 18th, and she's the 9th of August. So I'm coming up next week. Um, August babies, I think have a very interesting personality, very strong personality. Uh, and you know, someone said to me as an August baby, they, as someone born in August, they find that we are extremely, um, tenacious individuals, which I think is, is true. Um, of a lot of people that I've met that are born in August. So good morning to Louie, joining us from Detroit. Catherine is here. Um, Quincy. (laughs) Um, Sharon, good morning. Louie says it's 75 degrees. Calm winds. 84% humidity, partly sunny. Nice. Emma, how are you? Um Emma says he's very informative but actually has a max of five viewers so Quincy was talking about Mario's show um it's always interesting how people like to compare shows like people say to me all the time that Mario is like copying your format and I'm just like I mean I've I've actually never watched one of his live shows I've watched one show afterwards but I've never watched it uh, I think it comes on after we do but You know, they say that imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if that's what it is, that's great on him. But um, I don't have a whole lot of time, believe it or not, to actually watch what other people are doing. So I know that sounds crazy, but it is what it is. So, for example, what's his name? What's his show called? Word of Mouth? Um... Yeah, I know some of you like it. Some of you find it a little bit. It is It is different. It's a different, you know, different personalities and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think the good thing is that there's something for everyone. So, you know, um, he's actually, funny enough, his numbers are better than, I'm uh, just looking at it briefly here, his number is actually better than Rooster which is so interesting. But, you know, Rooster, unfortunately, doesn't do very much anymore. Like they average less than 100 views a day, like a week later, which is kind of sad. But, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But congratulations to Mario, I guess. Keep it up. Um, you've got to have longevity. I think that's the key. So right now, Rooster, sometimes I look at Rooster because they're, they're in our direct time slot. So we do kind of monitor them. So they've got five people watching right now. Um, you know, but on average, they're averaging about a hundred, Friday show, 153 views, Thursday, 146. So he's at least doubling their views, which I think certainly says um, quite a bit. So good morning, Miss Darlene. Joining us from the UK, Miss Joy from Texas. Wee oui, wee, oui, thank you so much. Ervin says, um, so with that normal looking size belly I saw in your picture, she was growing small. Yes. Well, I tell you what, Irvlyn, the my stomach was actually not that big at all. Like there were actually people who saw me during the pregnancy and they were like, are you sure you're pregnant? Or maybe you just ate one too many mangoes or something. Because I really, I, I put on five pounds. That was it. And it really wasn't that prominent. But... The my photographer for that photo actually did a fantastic job, and he had to accent accentuate accentuate yes my belly a little bit more than what was actually there. So that was a little bit of like photography tricks and how to make it look bigger than it actually was. Cause it, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that big. Like I've seen pregnant women like oh my god their stomachs are like out here and you're like, whoa, like you're definitely going to be dropping something real soon. You have to question if they're having twins. Like that wasn't me. I didn't even have to buy any maternity clothes. Like I just bought clothes with a little bit of extra stretch in it and I was good to go. So yeah. Um, Tracy says, good morning, Sandy. Happy um, another year around the sun. Age is just the number of years people have been celebrating you. Another new year of cold, hard truth. Yes. Yeah, so I'm coming up on the 18th. I'm excited. I don't normally do much for my birthday, so I'm probably going to do a little bit with a girlfriend, like we might do a spa date or something, and I'm sure my husband will take me out to dinner and, you know, it's all good. Uh, Janita, good morning. Barbara is joining us from Davenport, Florida. Thank you so much. Miss Iva, so good to see that you're out of quarantine today. Today's day? Nice. Uh, I want to talk about quarantine a little bit because um, it seems like we should be concerned about some of the things that are happening in quarantine. Curtis from Darlington, England. Curtis, is this my usual Curtis Conley? What are you doing in England? Aren't you in Kim and Brack? Or is this another Curtis? (laughs) I can't keep up with Curtis, you know. Um, So we've got Richard. Says, good morning from the hood. Curtis, you are not in England. You came in back. I'm sure of it. <laughs> uh Richard, good morning. right um, Gigi, good to see you. This is your month as well. Yay. Yes, August babies are the best. Good morning Megan. Sue is here, says no comparison whatsoever, Miss Sandy. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I know that um, Quincy likes to compare things, I've noticed. Um, I think Quincy always wants to put people kind of head to head, like who's the winner? And yeah, I don't, I don't personally think that we are similar in any way, shape or any way at all. I mean, he just does a show. We are a, um Media platform in terms of we we have a news website. We're in the business of news. He just does an opinion show, is what I think he does. Um Rachel says we miss Woody. I think that's definitely part of the issue for sure. Mona says you're both doing great. Yeah, we're just different. Like I don't think that there's any need to compare. Um, so Stacy says today is my daughter's birthday. Kamiya, um, happy birthday. She turns eight. Oh, wonderful. So send me your birthday. I feel like somebody sent me one yesterday. And if you did, um, my apologies because um, uh, yesterday was just crazy. It was like a really, really busy day. So there's a little bit of an incident going on this morning at Foster's as well. Um, a gentleman, it looks like he got knocked down in the parking lot? Wait, this is another accident? Oh my God, are you kidding me? So there was an incident at Countryside. Lord have mercy. What is wrong with you crazy drivers? So right, so there's an incident at Countryside. The police are busy this morning, y'all. Believe me, they are busy and now I'm hearing that there's actually an incident, a car accident at Foster's airport. I'm like, another one? <laughs> today someone said today is Foster's special day for accidents. Stay away. <laughs> Y'all, Monday morning madness. Y'all need to learn how to drive. <laughs> if you cannot drive in a parking lot where you're doing two miles per hour, Lord, where will you learn how to drive? Like, seriously. Mm, mm, mm. Unbelievable. So I hope that this gentleman who got knocked down this morning at the other Foster's Countryside is okay. So the police are there in the scene. I understand he's about fifty years old. Now there's another fender bender at <laughs> at the airport location this morning. So someone said, "Wow, I guess Kimana Bay is next." Um. Yes. What a hot mess. Wow. Hmm. I don't know what to tell y'all, except be careful. Look both directions and back out carefully. Good morning, Ms. Beulah. Um, yes, thank you so much for the birthday greetings. She's so excited. She's like, can I open another present? Thank you all who came to the present, to the party, sorry. And uh, we will be allowing her to open presents slowly. Like, I figure we can stretch that out over a couple of days. She does not need to open every single present at one time. And more importantly, what I plan to do is I told her she's actually, she opened, I think, two presents last night. She can't open anymore until we clean out her playroom and we donate what's there. So she has a lot of stuffed animals and babies. And I lose count of how many people have given her these little baby dolls. And the little, the little toys to me are the most annoying because they're like everywhere. And, uh, you know, we've got storage bins with them. So I said to her, you know, you need to make room because there's only so much room in that one room. So you've got to make room for these new gifts that you have in these new toys. So what we're going to do is we're going to take big bags, big garbage bags, and we're going to fill them with everything that you don't have time to play with because there's only so many hours in the day that you can play. And we're going to donate them to children um, who are less fortunate. So if you guys have toddlers, anything from like probably two, three, four years old, let me know. You can grab a bunch of toys for them. Because, yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, it just becomes overwhelming. And you've got to teach your children that there are limits to stuff in life. <laughs> I mean, there are limits to all the things that you can have in one room even. So we've got, um uh uh-uh. Someone else said, "Good morning, Mario shows a whole lot of rants with no substance." Oh, he is talented with a big mouth. Well, if he's talented, then maybe it's not just ranting. Mm, I don't know. Like I said, I don't actually have time to um, to listen to him. So I think it's it's something for everybody out there. You know, there are people who will like his style and what he covers and whatever, and there are people who will like this format, and there are people who will like um, Shanda. So hopefully you've got it covered. Oh, Radio K-Man. Don't forget Radio K-Man. Hey, Curtis, I see you talking about you're from England or you're in England. Um, Yes, I think there's something for everybody. Just go out there and find whatever excites you in life and be happy with it. Um, Kay is wishing everybody a happy birthday. Uh, Mr. Blair is here. Thank you so much. How was your mug? uh, and says Woody's definitely missed. And you know what? I actually saw Woody. I meant to message him. I haven't had a chance yet. I saw him last week, Sunday, in case Woody's listening at the beach. And he was on one of those little scooters. Um, you know, the ones that you just zip in and out. It was him and I think his son, they went by so quickly. And he looked like he was having a blast. Like honestly, the expression and the look on his face was classic. So, um, yeah, Woody, we hope that you're doing well. Gracian is here. El Ray was shaking his tush at uh, K-Mass over the weekend. He's a carnival boy, let me tell you. He likes to put on his little male version of the carnival outfit. El El Ray, as a matter of fact, I'm going to go and look at... your, did you post any pictures yet let me see here let me just see i'm gonna go check out your um i'm gonna go check out your photos if you have any yes el rey always posts a bunch of photos he's he's hilarious and uh, he keeps in shape so he can afford to go to carnival <laughs> Child, you know, some people um, that you see at carnival, let's see, did you post in carnival pictures? I love this one from Eddie Thompson, by the way, Eddie, that was a beautiful, um, so he got the sunshine with the beach and the boat. That was beautiful. Thank you so much to Eddie Thompson. Um, Al Ray, I don't. Oh, there we go. I was going to say, I don't see any carnival pictures yet. Yes, he's got one shirtless. Did you not wear a shirt this year? Ooh, honey child. Let's let's check out El Ray here. We're going to put him on the spot. He's like, Lord, why? Why? <laughs> Woo! Check him out, folks. Check him out. There he is. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah, buddy. Oh, he did like one of these old, um, what do you call these moving pictures? 360 or whatever. So look at that. It kind of shifts a little bit when you move the mouse. So cool. Is that it? That's the only two that you put up so far? Well, we are looking, looking, um, checking out his. Oh yes, this is Kemas. Here we go. There's his wife. Nice, beautiful. She's ready. Girl, you needed that hat because it was hot out there. Yes, El Ray, we're putting you in the spot. Um, Good morning, Lou Mayag, joining us from the Philippines. James is joining us from Canada. Luis says, uh, we have to refresh drivers as we get older. Child, they need to redo the entire test. Vernita's here. Chanel, I know. El is like, yep, he put up a couple. Hi, Debbie. Tea's getting colder faster because it's not signed. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it was hot out there. Uh, Oh, honey child, look at the wifey. Mm -mm -mm. Hot tamale. Um, She looks good. There's some people there from Carnival. So here's the thing, right? A um, couple of things about Carnival. Having it in August, it is super hot. I mean, oh my gosh, caliente. Very, very hot. And um, everybody was like, one of the most popular comments on social media is like, oh yeah, now we know why we don't have it in August. Because it is just too hot. There's Karen Ann Thompson and uh, I don't know who that lady is in the black. But yes, it is very hot. And I find that by the time they reached, listen, they went all the way from Paradise, all the way to Public Beach. That was a long distance. You know, I felt like they were worn out. Did we look at all the pictures? I felt like they were worn out before um, they even got halfway because it was just super hot. And of course they're wearing makeup and, you know, some of them had on like stockings. Some didn't. Some had on more clothing than others. Oh, that's super cute. So yeah, it was just, it looks like it was fun for most people. And we're going to talk about a few people that got themselves in trouble. Oh Lord, have mercy. L Ray, where is this? Oh, this is something else. He puts up the funniest stuff on his Facebook page. I enjoy his Facebook page. I don't know. Was this Cayman Carnival before? That was this weekend? Oh child, that looked like that was this weekend. Oh, hold on now. We need we need to look at this one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Elray, what did we just notice there? No, No. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Half naked people gyrating and winding up. Lord have mercy. Yes, sir. He looked like he started to behave when he noticed somebody recording him, or he was just taking a water break. Which one was it? Boy, look look at mm, y'all, would never get me to wear these outfits.
0: No, sir.
4: Yes, sir. Was this the end of the party? I find people were tired too. What a hot mess. Well, you know, the point of carnival is to be half naked and be gyrating and stuff and having a good time. Yeah. Okay some people can naturally whine and some people just don't have it there's festa one of the organizers i think he's the the brain child behind k mass right and he's got a committee oh this is down by the ritz all right well, they had a a good crowd. Lots of people were there. Um, how many bands? I don't know. What do you guys call them? Key mask bands whatever. I don't know exactly how many bands there were. But lots of familiar faces. Like, I feel like the same people kind of do carnival all the time. Um, they really seem to enjoy it. And um, most people just have a good time and they're safe and everything. But some of y'all... Um, Elra, you get quite a few videos actually. Some of y'all be um, carrying on ridiculous because, you know, I think it's a combination of heat and alcohol, which what's the point of carnival? I don't, I don't, I don't really know because I'm not really a carnival person. So, I mean, I don't get what carnival really is supposed to be about to be quite honest, except y'all want to be gyrating on people. You want an excuse to gyrate on people. But anyway, alcohol and heat makes people stupid, some of y'all. So there was at least one incident involving a lawyer, a lawyer that works at Maples and Calder, who allegedly assaulted um, another person from the legal fraternity whose mother is a magistrate. I was like, what the hell was this? So y'all know I got the phone calls and whatever from the incident. Um, like you expect certain people to misbehave, but these lawyers, uh, they're not gonna behave here, some of them either, because ghetto describes a lot of them as well. It's unfortunate to see. But... Um, It is what it is. I think by and large, it was uneventful in terms of anything like that. But one person was because of that altercation was detained in a police car for a little bit. So we're going to get some more details on exactly what went down there if the police intend to um, file any charges in either direction. We'll get all that news. And the one. Other than the, the two biggest comments, the heat, everybody's like, oh, my God, it's too hot. And I could see people as they were passing where we were, child, they were just like, listen, we not dancing. We not, We just like <gasps> trying to hydrate and keep walking because that's a pretty good distance. I don't know how many miles that is, but that's a pretty good distance, right? Um, some of them were wearing boots, which I'm like, who wears boots in this heat? I don't care how fashionable they are, child. I would have been kicking them off and wearing some sandals. But... Um, Yes, it was, El Rey says the sun was hot and it looked like it was hot. So um, Haley says that it was interesting because some police allowed interaction between people playing masks and viewers and other police didn't. So that was the whole point of the carnival is that you were not supposed to, because of the COVID restrictions, uh, people who were watching, so bystanders who, you know, you're passing by, we're not supposed to be involved in the actual, um, carnival in any way. So with the other one, they actually had a rope to prevent people. that kept them on the sidelines and to prevent them from coming over. This one actually didn't have a rope. And I am not sure if that is, um, again, because we know that some of the restrictions were put in place by the organizers of the Pride event. And I don't know if that was one of the ones that they came up with or if that was actually the police saying, rope yourselves in. And they were very like, oh, you can't even be like in front of, like even if you weren't in the rope section, you couldn't even be in front of it. But with this carnival, people were coming out of it. They were kissing each other on the sidelines. They were doing all kinds of stuff. Um, So it does seem like it was a little bit of different rules for the carnival. And like I said, it's, it's, um, I'm a little bit uncertain as to why that is. If that is, you know, because of the organizers or if that was actually, um, the police themselves. But yeah, I do think enforcement was a little bit different also. So yes, there was that. So, you know. I guess it is what it is. Um, We do have this video here, of course, with this person gyrating on the police. Now, I think that the police are always in a little bit of a predicament, right? Because on the one hand, they are uh, trying to have fun, trying to have a... I mean, they being the revelers, not the police. (laughs) The police are not really there to have fun, right? Right. The police are there to um, keep the peace and all that sort of stuff. But I kind of feel like um, the police are often put in a difficult position because I imagine some of them would actually like to participate in the carnival. I can't imagine that they're all like, oh, we're just here to just look. I bet you a lot of them are like, listen, I want to be in the carnival. I'm trying to find this video to share with you guys. I wanna be in it, I wanna be, you know, having a good time. So the participants often make it difficult for um, the police to do their jobs as professionally as possible, but that's where the police need to put certain restrictions in place. So if the police officers know that they're not supposed to have any contact with you guys and um, you're not supposed to be gyrating on their police vehicles, for example, then if you try to get on a police vehicle, that should be, ma'am, please step back. You're not permitted to do that. And if you do so, that is potentially an arrestable offense and you do so at your own peril. But it seems to me that it happens anyway. So I'm trying to pull up this video so I can show you guys. Um, yeah, so. The internet, is the internet a little bit slow today or is it my imagination? So yes, um, y'all just don't know how to behave. And you're on top of the police officers making them look bad. And so this is one of the videos. I don't know if you guys saw this one of this lady actually, and, and the thing that caught me about this video now, I'm sure this poor police officer is gonna get in trouble, which is unfortunate for him, but I guess he should have known better. Um, it appears that he allowed her to mount the police um, jeep, which should not be permissible under any circumstances. So yes, that's that's a big no-no. And uh, by him allowing that to happen, no doubt his superiors will be asking some questions of him today. Now, where is this video? Why is it you can never find these things on your phone when you need them? Um, let me see here if I can find it again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, good grief. Where is it? Ugh, Can't find what you're looking for. Let me get back into photos. Here we go. It's there. I just can't find it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I think the bottom line is, uh, try not to get the police officers in trouble because that's all y'all be doing and, uh, they be allowing it, which, you know, like I said, they'll have to talk to their superiors about that sort of behavior. Because I'm sure the police commissioner is now like, mm, you know, this doesn't look good for us to be doing this. Um, Let me just see here. Yes, honey, here we go. Hold on. And to be honest, he kind of looked like he was enjoying it a little bit. Let me show you the video because I was like, hmm. That brother looks like he's having
0: fun.
4: What's
0: yes, Yeah, i
4: stopping it.
0: it. So,
4: so obviously, um. He's not touching her, but she's all over him. And the other girl is winding up on him as well. And it's kind of like, okay. Ooh. Yes, child. Poor officer. Mm-mm-mm. His supervisor going to be like, what were you doing? Mm-mm. But, you know, we see carnivals elsewhere in the world. Like sometimes you see Miami carnival. Sometimes police do get involved and they start dancing and whatever, but they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be keeping it professional because they're actually there to enforce the rules. And of course, there's this thinking then that um, you can't really enforce rules if you, um, you know, are kind of participating. (laughs) So El Ray says swanky with vodka was the best um, from the daiquiri truck. Uh, I think it's so interesting how carnival has a lot of exceptions, even in terms of like public drinking and that sort of thing, but it's what you guys do. So Alba, Buenos Dias. Um, Debbie says it looks like a hot mess. Pride was better organized and more fun. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what your um, definition of fun is. Because for that young lady, that probably is her definition of fun. She's probably having a great time, Debbie. El Ray says halfway through the restrictions kind of disappeared. As to be expected when you're mixing alcohol and 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 partying, I mean that's just what happens, right? Uh, unless you have some strict enforcement in place. So, um, someone says need to change the month. August is too hot. So that was the number one comment. The number two comment, um, was the fact that the music was a little bit um, over the top. So um, not over the top, but the music wasn't straight carnival music. And that a lot of the DJs kept interrupting the music. Because they kept talking too much. So at one point they're like, shut up already. Just play the music. (laughs) Good morning to John. How are you? Um, Elizabeth says Pride had the governor and the premier. The carnival had no political leaders in it. That is why the rope was used. Okay, I'm not sure what that has to do with it, but all right. Um, uh, Sabrina says there's nothing wrong with the police standing or sitting in place while women wind up on them. Move along. Mm -mm. Nilser doesn't agree. Donna's having a good chuckle. Donna's like, child, I might need something more than tea in this mug today. So, um, Al says it's called Carnival. Church people should stay home. By the way, speaking of church people, Al, uh, after I left the Carnival, because you know, obviously West Bay Road was blocked off, I h- ended up having to go to A.L. Thompson's. So I took the Eastern Avenue route and I saw a small, probably like 20 people, 25 people, a small group of Carnival people, but it was like a church. And I recognized one of the people I got to ask her what it was all about. Cause I'm like, why? They had a police escort and they had their little banners and flag. Obviously they weren't dressed like that, but they were out there like doing a little carnival march. And I thought to myself, why? I mean, are they trying to say, because there's another carnival out there, we're going to do a carnival for Jesus. I'm sure Jesus would understand perfectly. If you do nothing associated with Carnival in his name, it's just bizarre. Like there are certain things that are of the world. Okay. And there's certain things that the church folks do. And Carnival just ain't it. I'm like, why would you be out marching in the streets? What are you marching for? (laughs) So I'm gonna ask. Um, I like I said, I saw someone there that I knew. I'm gonna ask her and try to get more details. Cause when I saw that, I was like, what are they doing? Walking down in the middle of the road like carnival, walking down Eastern Avenue. Um, they were close to Uncle Bill's. I was just like, Lord have mercy. Yes, Sabrina, carnival for Jesus, child. They were singing and everything. I was like, okay. Jesus is like, turn the page. He said, "You, you human beings are crazy. <laughs> why did we? Why did I bother making y'all?" <laughs> Um, so Purple Rain says you don't have to be church people to do what, you know, hold on, I missed that comment, Purple Rain, to expect others to show a little class. Well, shall, you know, Mm -mm. yes, I agree with Nilser because here's a double standard now, right? If that was pride, the pride parade and anything like that had happened, y'all would have been blowing a casket, a gasket. Maybe a casket, too. But y'all would have been like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, no. I can't believe it. Put them all in jail. Lock up every gay person that came <laughs> Y'all would have been out of your damn minds. <sighs> Purple Rain says that's not why the rope was used. OMG. Speaking of class, I don't know if I can show this one. But did you all see, let me see if I can find it. Now, this one is really weird, okay? It's weird and it's kind of disgusting all at the same time. But did you guys notice or did you see this video of a woman? I actually saw two over the weekend, but one was sent to me of a woman. This is a new thing, I guess. Twerking up on a deceased man at a funeral. Did y'all see that one? Hold on. Should I show this? Or is it too much? When I was watching it, I was like, "Oh my God, this is so disgusting." Hold on now. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, True Jamaica Buzz carried it, and somebody else sent it to me as well. And I thought, "Oh my God." There's a whole new level of insanity that we have just entered. Mm, mm -mm. Seriously. I was sitting there in disbelief, but then I couldn't stop watching at the same time. I'm like, what the hell am I watching? What is this? Should I play it? It's weird and disgusting that you'd want to be dancing with a dead person. But then the kind of dancing this was, was just like, I don't know if I can show that. Nah, I don't know. Cesara says not to be rude, but some of the one day Christians are the worst, child. Mm-mm. Um, So Curtis makes the point that if you're on a motorcycle and someone jumps on from behind, it's not easy to control them. You're holding up a 400 and something pound motorbike. Do they weigh that much? Um, Quincy says carnival is deeply religious Catholics to be specific. This is why in Trinidad, there's a fast for meat on the Ash Wednesday, um, study its history more than drunkenness and nudity. Well, it's taken on a whole new meaning. But yeah, I mean, I don't think that he could have necessarily controlled her, but he he did seem to be having a little bit of fun himself. He was getting into it. Um, yeah, but I think he could have also told her to get off and there didn't seem to have been any resistance there. I guess. You know, like I said, they're just obviously a double standard. Uh <laughs> El Rey says, with how you're promoting it, you gotta show it. All right, do you guys want to see this? All right, I tell you what. Morna says no. Um, Catherine, Curtis says Catherine Smaldon, who says he didn't. Um tell her to get off, that is. Maybe it was a different kind of getting off. Okay. Let me just see a raise of hands. Do y'all want to see it? Some of y'all might really not want to see it. So you're going to have to um, exit the show until <laughs> you'll have to exit and come back on if you don't want to see this, but this is just, i I forewarn you that it is, it's weird. It's, it's taken things to like a different level, but then there was another video of these women twerking and dancing and whatever at a funeral. And you know it's a current video because they're actually wearing masks. I'm like, oh, well, at least they were mask compliant. <laughs> I mean, something to be said for that, honey child. Um, and one other, my friend who showed me that one yesterday, he said his friend said that, okay, if I die before you, this is how I got to go out. Like, just bring on the twerking girls at my funeral. All right, we'll show it. All right, let's see it. <laughs> Irvine said she's going to listen. She's not going to watch child. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know what to say, but here, here we go. Children exit the show right now. Cause it is a little bit rated PG 18 plus. Okay. All right, Megan, let's do it. Y'all. I The concept of funerals and what people do at funerals to me is also very, very strange, but Mourna said she saw it and it's outrageous. Yes. All right, here we go. Here we go. I don't know what it's all.
0: y miren, 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 miren,
4: All right, so to be clear, it's not Jamaica, it is a Spanish-speaking country. I don't know which Spanish-speaking country. But the Jamaican Buzz, I guess, had it up on their social media platform. So they put their, their thing over it, their tag or whatever. But yeah, it is disgusting. And there's so many things wrong with it. Like I was looking at it, it was kind of blowing my mind a little bit. I'm like, first of all, like somebody said, what have funerals come to? Like this is what you do at a funeral. Like people think that this is normal. People were encouraging her. You hear people in the background like, yeah, 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 you know. Somebody even pulled up her shirt. I was like, what the? Huh? When, when, Jesus, please tell me, when did this become a thing at funerals? Like for me, you don't even touch dead people. Okay. They're dead. Leave them in the casket. I know some of y'all get very emotional and you want to hug them, whatever. I'm like, I'm not touching no dead person. Okay. Once you're dead. Okay. Bless, bless your little heart, but I'm not going to touch you. This takes it to like a different level, right? Gyrating on the poor man in a sexual way, trying to kiss him, trying to, oh my God, it really is um, something. So Al Grace said, she must be that she's Vi- Viagra and going to raise the dead. <laughs> Somebody else made that raise the dead. They said, listen, if he didn't raise that from all that foolishness, he's definitely dead. Maybe, Maybe she was testing him. Maybe she was like, Maybe he's not really dead. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. But um, <laughs> Morna says that he should grab her one more time. Lord, she'd probably have a heart attack. Yeah, it was completely over the top and disgusting. And there was another one. It was not as bad as this one, I don't think. But that one, they were like dancing around the person. Like he she was on top of him in the freaking casket. Oh my God. Oh, that's what they were saying, John. Oh, you know, my Spanish, not that good child. Oh my God! Are you kidding? Yeah, it takes. Um, Alma says they sound Cuban. Well, I don't. I don't know where they're from because I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not that good um, with the Spanish dialect. But that's just disgusting. And so, yeah, now they've gone viral for all the wrong reasons. Marshall says he should have bit her crotch. <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. It is. It is disgraceful. Um, Falcon Campbell says, I was waiting for him to get on top. Lord have Can you imagine though, you know, what would have been like really crazy? Like if he wasn't really dead and, and he did like scare her like that, I bet, I bet you she would have dropped down with a heart attack. Like seriously, I could have seen that going viral. But yes, Chad, that's that's just too far. It's too much. I don't, I don't know how to explain what I just showed you. And when I saw it, my brain was just like scrambled. I'm just like, why? Why? If I can't understand the why, I just don't get it. Different standards, man. I don't know. Mm-mm. Lord, I think if you could do that to the dead, I wouldn't trust you on anything animal because obviously it can't be trusted around the dead children nobody like they, they should be really concerned about that woman like something's wrong with her in the head but then they were they were encouraging her I was just like what the hell so that's a thing now apparently I guess John says culture is culture in some places they dance in some places you eat a lot of food and some they dress up like a wedding etc is that is that a cultural thing I think that's just disgusting like I don't think but that's culture. <laughs> Debbie says, I'm done. Um, Marcelle says, it's a good thing that when you're dead, you really, you're really dead. Because otherwise, she would have been doing that. Um, she wouldn't have been doing that for shenanigans. <laughs> Jason. Okay, I'm just here for the comments at this point. Jason says, coming to a funeral home near you. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. mm mm Dawn, this is a good comment. Says, my mug just cracked like my face. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Renita says, true. Some cultures even dig up their dead every few years to spend time with them. Who does that? What culture does that? Ew. Nosa? What are you digging them up for? That's disgusting. Uh, Purple ring says maybe it was staged. Someone just lying in a casket. I don't think so. I think that's a legit um, funeral. Yes. And, you know, some places I've seen pictures like out of Puerto Rico and a few in the States, like New York and some other places where they've actually like left the person like as though they were alive, like for the funeral service. So you walk in and they're not in the casket. They're like sitting in a chair with like all their jewelry on and gangster life gangster for life kind of motto. Um, but yes, I've seen that whole sitting in a chair thing before. There's a couple that have made the news over the years. And to me, it is super weird. Like, I'm like, the person is no longer with us. They are dead. And so dressing them up and having them sit down where you can go and like, what, what are you going to do? Sit on top of their lap and talk to them and have a conversation. Like, it's just too weird for me. Uh Lord. So Mourna says Cayman soon do that too, because everything monkey do, sad to say Cayman islands do too. No, I don't think that that's going to be um what we'll be doing. <laughs> Linda says Rita, Gibbs and Cayman, they just dig them up for the roads. Oh <laughs> okay. Let's just move on from that. I can't, I can't process anymore. About that topic. I am done with it. It's just too much for me. Um, the Tor- what well, who is this? Tor- Toroja community in Indonesia. Put their dead relatives' corpses, um, pull them from their tombs, clean and clothe them before spending time with them, chatting and lighting cigarettes for them. What the hell? Let me see who these people are. What are they called? No, I- I've never heard of them. Uh Where are they? Taroja death ritual. Let's see what they actually do. But I mean, do they do this years later? (gasps) Oh, okay then. Oh, oh, this is weird. My God. Okay, this is just too weird. Why? Okay. uh, 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 uh. I'm gonna copy the link and put it in the description. Those of you who wish to read it are free to read about this other culture. Renita, I don't know how you know this child, but (laughs) this is just super weird
5: the hell?
4: So this person, Juanita, is taking a selfie with her relative, Alo, who passed away roughly 20 years ago. Why? Okay, I can't, I need to change, I, I can't look at it anymore. Like, it's it's just disgusting. <laughs> it is legit. It's not even weird. It crosses over. It's just too much. Yes, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Changing the topic quickly to something more pleasant. What else happened this week? Talking about the car accidents now becomes much more pleasant. Y'all, uh-uh. Oh, my God. She saw it on the Discovery Channel. All right, let us move on, please. Oh, yes. Human beings are weird. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but y'all are just weird. All right. Jamaican Independence Day was on um, Friday. So, of course, there was an event at the Lions Center and there was something going on at Wellies. There was a number of events happening over the weekend. So, big shout out to um, everyone who participated in Jamaican Independence Day. First of all, I want to do a really big shout out to the staff at Home Gas. Now, amazingly, we did a little, we did some street interviews. We played it earlier this morning in case you missed it. Um, So we did different, like the salon. We did the guys over at um, um, the bakery in town. So we had some Q&A. We had some questions. And Home Gas, I must tell you, are the only ones that actually, um... Oh, this thing is so annoying with this codex thing. Hold on. They were the only ones that actually got the question 100%. Like they answered all the questions and they actually got the questions right. Now, I don't know why. Um, Some of y'all just did not know these answers at all. But they were super, super interesting. First of all, who knew that chocolate milk was um invented in Jamaica? I think that's pretty cool. I was like, I did not know that. Let me see if I can convert this video. Anyway, big shout out to the Home Gas team. Uh, They did a wonderful job. Um, Let's see if I can actually pull the video in here uh, for you guys to see. But they did a fantastic job. They actually got, I was surprised at how knowledgeable they were with a lot of the responses because honestly, Let's let me just show you. Happy so this was the guys over at Capelli. Um, a few Jamaicans in the group, but child, they did not help anybody in the group. They did not know the answers. So this young man, big shout out to him. He was in town, uh, security guard there. Let me get to the Home Gas group because they actually did a good job. They knew the questions. I was, or they knew the answers, I should say. I was quite impressed. So let's let's watch them. Um. Let's see, I think we can start it at this point. Juices, everything. All right, we're here at Home Gas with um, some of the work crew. Good afternoon, everyone.
5: Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Nice.
4: Um, happy Independence Day.
0: Happy Independence Day, Jamaica.
4: Beautiful. So we got a nice crowd of uh, young men here. They're going to answer a few trivia questions for me. Let's see, we've asked these questions all day. So don't feel bad if you don't get them, because it's just Mm -hmm. one of those things, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Any idea what year anniversary we're celebrating for Jamaica? Does anybody know that one?
0: Independence. No, what year? How many years?
4: Ah, why are y'all doing that? Off to a good start.
0: Yeah yeah. Yeah, man,
4: off to a good start. So um, what type of milk was first made in Jamaica?
1: Coconut milk. Coconut milk? Yes, right.
4: Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 I don't know about coconut milk. milk. <laughs> 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 and then we uh, have Betty Milk. Would you be surprised that chocolate milk
2: was first chocolate. made in the seventeen hundreds? Yes. Chocolate. Yes. Chocolate yes. Uh,
0: Back to the seventeen hundreds. Yes. 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 All right. Okay. Let, let's
4: try. Let's try another one. Um, what religious movement started in Jamaica? Rastafari.
0: Oh, wow. nice. Yes. Rastafers. Yeah, you guys are doing Rastafers. good. You're doing
4: a good job. You're doing a good job. Okay. What year did Jamaica go to the Winter Olympics?
5: Winter Olympics. Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There yeah. You there go. Go. First group that has gotten all the answers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right.
1: You're doing a
4: good job. One more. One more. True or false? Jamaica was the first Caribbean country to gain independence from the UK.
0: Yes. 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 True.
4: True. Very true. Wow, you guys yeah. did a fantastic job. Congratulations. Yes. So I got a little prize for you. Wow. This is from um, our corporate sponsors over at Bargain Basket. It's a Jamaican um, flag, like a cake flag. So you can wear it. No man, you wear it. No man, you wear it. This is the one that you wear. So let me give you where the smart people are at. You make sure you remember that. Because they got all the correct answers. So um, big shout out to the folks here at Home Gas. What are you guys gonna do tonight to celebrate independence? What do you got planned?
0: We're in Lion Center. You're going to Lion Center. You going to Lion Center? Nice. Yeah. yeah, food Eastern Abbey. Eastern Avenue. Well yes. Nice. Yes. 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 Beautiful. <laughs> yes.
4: Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is to make a four by one, four by two, four by three <laughs> team, four by three. The four. entire the
4: entire relay. Yeah. yeah. Alright. So right. big big shout out um yeah. again for Independence Day one more time. They did a fantastic job, I must say. Um, I was really impressed. Like, I didn't even know that they went to the Winter Olympics. I couldn't remember the year. I remember they went because it was the whole bobsled thing. And I think I would have guessed that it was the 80s. But that one guy knew that it was 1988. Is that not cool or what? So, yeah. So, a little bit of trivia, fun for um, Jamaican Independence Day, Marshall, that was really funny. The one guy said that Jamaica is his second home. I said, oh, well, what's your favorite part of Jamaica? And he's like, I've never been. I was just like, "Uh, how can it be your your second home if you've never been? But I think what he was trying to say is he has like family members there um, and so on. So Yes, it was, it was kind of funny how he said that though. He's like, yeah, it's my second home, but I've never been. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. People are so funny. Anyway, um, so congratulations to Jamaica. So that happened over the weekend. Some other big announcements over the weekend, of course, is that, um, the grocery stores made an announcement. Did you guys see this one? That, yeah, they got three out of five. But listen, most people got none out of five. So they still were the winners in terms of the number of answers that they got correct. Um, (laughs) Dawn says watching that almost raised the image of the twerk, twerker, twerker, twerk, you roll like a funeral, twerk, you roll. Yes, Don. It's gonna take a minute to come out of your head. Trust me, some things never quite leave us. But anyway, um, so the grocery stores made this announcement that they would be—they um, would actually be making it mandatory across the grocery stores for staff to be, um, you know, vaccinated. And I'm not surprised by this. This did not come as a shock to me. I think that what you will find is um, more and more individuals, um, companies, organizations, governments across the world will continue to make this a mandatory situation. Um, You know, it's going to just be mandatory. I don't know what to tell y'all. It is what it is. And uh, you still have a choice in the sense that you don't have to work for the grocery stores. You can go find another job. But more and more, you're going to find fewer jobs that are willing to accommodate people who are not vaccinated. I just saw something show up on my feed talking about um, the gold standard. This M, hold on, let me just get the the correct title here. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what it just said. So this is this morning. um, It says the gold standard study confirms that the MRNA vaccines prevent infection. And so this gold study standard is um, clinical trials now have demonstrated effectiveness Against COVID 19, but now a large real world study confirms that the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines are more than 95% effective in preventing confirmed infection. So, this is the lead author who looks like a deal, but MBBS, professor of medicine at, uh, is that while Cornell Medical College in New York City? Um, says the number of people in the study population who received the Johnson Johnson vaccine were too small to include in the study as that vaccine was not widely available yet during the study period. So they can't speak to that specific vaccine. However, um, similar rates of effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines approved in the United States has been shown in clinical trials, um, but this is among the first large studies to show how the vaccine works outside of a cohort of volunteers in a controlled setting. So this is a real world study, in other words. Um, and William Schaefer, MD, an infectious disease expert at Vanderbilt university in Nashville, Tennessee said that this is blinking neon lights, big news. The study was published in the annals of internal medicine on Monday And it included over 54,000 people, so 54,360 people who tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 infection in the United States Department of Veterans Affairs healthcare system. And um, what they found was the overall vaccine effectiveness seven or more days after the vaccine dose was about 97.8% for Pfizer effectiveness was 96.2% and it was 98.2% for the Moderna vaccine so Moderna kind of kicking Pfizer just a little bit um, effectiveness remained above 95% regardless of age group age group sex race or any sort of comorbidity comorbidities comorbidities <laughs> that a person might have um, average age was 61 years old eighty three point six percent were male 62 percent were white average bass body index was 61 kilogram y'all figured that out in pounds for me um, among those who were tested positive and 30 kilogram among those who tested negative so this whole gold standard and I do believe that um, let me just see here now I think um, A few people sent me the actual study, which I'll see if I can get the link for you. So this is good news um, for sure. And uh, I think it, you know, says a lot about the effectiveness of the vaccine, regardless of what people want to say or think. So there is a um, New England Journal of Medicine article as well, which was shared. I'll share this with you guys also this morning in terms of COVID news. So this is quite interesting. But this um, gold standard methodology, where they take um, how they do it is negative, they test negative case control design, which is considered the gold standard for vaccine effectiveness studies. So they use what's called conditional logistic regression. To calculate the odds of testing positive among the vaccinated group versus the unvaccinated group. And among those who tested positive, 18% had been vaccinated. And among those who tested negative, 33% had been vaccinated. So the news um, this study adds is particularly welcomed as the population was older with more vulnerabilities than the general population. So, of course, this is good news for them. And a lot of nursing homes, speaking of mandating um, vaccines now, a lot of nursing homes, they've seen an uptick in the number of infections in nursing homes, and it's directly because nursing home staff are not getting vaccinated. And so a lot of the nursing homes in the U.S. are now saying, uh-uh, if you want to work here, you've got to get vaccinated because you're putting your patients at risk. Um, so... You know, nursing homes have an obligation when it comes to patient health care and patient safety. So they go on to say that this is a large, extremely solid study done in an older male dominated population at increased risk of disease, of severe disease. And as the results so are securely and completely conformatory of what the clinical trials showed us, they're remarkably effective vaccines, is the bottom line. So the group had substantial comorbidities. I don't know what it is about that word, um, including people with diabetes, heart disease, and lung disease. So that's other um, issues that people have that obviously, with um, COVID-19, make you more susceptible to um, to getting sick and dying from COVID. So that's a simultaneous presence of two or more diseases or medical conditions in a patient. So age and, and, you know, being diabetic, for example. So this is a bit of good news. I think, um, I'll put the link here in the chat for those of you who wish to go read it for yourself, please do so. Cause there's a lot of misinformation in circulation. Speaking of misinformation, circulation, Do you guys think now, obviously, like I said, a lot of people are going to be mandating the vaccine. Marshall says that he got the Moderna shot. Do you guys think that um, at some point government is going to start saying, especially for upper management, I'm going to tell you why I'm asking this question. I'm waiting to get some confirmation, something, but someone was recently promoted within government. um, And someone said to me, that's such a strange promotion because this is someone who has been an anti vaxxer and, and spoken about the fact that they do not support vaccines. And I'm thinking, really? That's crazy. Um, Do you think that there will come a point in time when government will say, if the government's mandate is in support, oh, this mosquito, in support of, oh, got him. Ugh, disgusting little critters. Um, if the cabinet government, government's mandate is in support of, that's why I keep a little tissue here, child, because they be aggravate me. In support of um, vaccines, do you start to hire people who are anti-vaxxers, especially in positions of management? I'm just wondering. but like, does that make any sense? We'll t- we'll talk about it when we fact check a few things. So Emma says, why aren't they open the grocery stores on Sundays and hire some of these displaced tourism workers? How the bloody liquor stores are open. Well, Emma, believe it or not, most Caymanians, um, do not want grocery stores open on a Sunday. This has been a topic that we beat to death. And the average Caymanian says, no, keep them closed. Now, mind you, there's some Sundays that I'd be like, "Oh God, I forgot to get this, this and this and this, and I need to run to the grocery store. But you ain't doing that on a Sunday. There's a couple, mom and pop stores. So there are some stores that are open 24 seven where you can get pretty much anything. Um, so I don't know uh, what the situation is in terms of, um, let me see here. I don't know what the situation is in terms of, um, just displaced tourism workers someone said to me over the weekend that they had advertised for some positions at a local hotel which by the way I will be talking about the Ritz I'm not even prepared to digest them this morning cuz that's going that's going to require me drinking something more than water we'll get to them later in the week maybe tomorrow or wednesday but they seem to be a little bit delusional so I'll talk about them but um Yeah, someone made mention of the fact that, you know, our tourism workers are getting a little bit too comfortable sitting home for $1,500. And what's going to motivate them to get up is if they think they can make five grand. So even if there are jobs out there and they're only paying $2,000 a month, these people don't want those jobs because why go and work for two grand when I can sit home and do nothing for $1,500? It well, got me to thinking. We need to talk about it some more. Uh, Darlene says you're right. No one is being forced to take the job. You have a choice. Businesses are saying we have the right to request and implement our own policies. Um, Carol thinks we should open on Sunday, reduce the hours say from one to five. Would also start the Mad Russian Saturdays. Well, you know, I, I understand both arguments here because like I said, some Sundays I forget something and I'm like, mm, boy, if Foster's is open right now, I would be up in there. However, I also understand that people want at least one day, especially the cashiers and all those people. There are other people who work on Sundays, stocking the grocery and other things, right? But um, I think others are like, listen, we just want to go to church. We want some family time. We don't want to have to be put on a schedule. And so it is still that mentality of let's keep it Sunday as a quiet day. Um, Even if you're not going to church, you can just spend the time with family. You can go to the beach. You can, you know, do more relaxed things. So I understand both sides um, of the argument. Um, Renita says that we need to boycott uh, businesses. Well, um, Renita, you're going to be boycotting everything, I hate to tell you, because here are the headlines from all over the world. Here we go um we covered these jamaica running out of hospital beds they're looking at uh, giving teachers at least preferential treatment when it comes to um vaccines a number of caribbean countries are looking at mandating it so several caribbean countries are now considering mandatory vaccination barbados um, said that they're going to follow, probably going probably to go in that direction, followed by a series of consultations on the way forward. They're speaking with their attorney general, who's going to prepare a legal opinion, looking at both civil and criminal liability with respects um, to mandatory vaccinations and mandatory testing, or failure there too, and the consequences of engaging in a way that may cause harm to others. So, they're expecting a report before August the 6th, which was a couple of days ago. Guyana's Minister of Health, Dr. Frank Anthony, said the government would consider the matter of mandatory vaccinations in due course. Private organizations around the region are already doing it. So, it's coming down the pipeline in the US, for example. A number of um, cities and states have already mandated it for different, like, government workers and so on. And I think the president is, um, he was thinking about it. Or he was going to be doing it from last week, mandating it for, um, for you know, civil servants across the U.S. Now, in St. Vincent and the Grenadines, did y'all see this last week? Their prime minister, Dr. Ralph Gonzalez, was injured after an unknown object was thrown by a protester from a large crowd that gathered outside of parliament on Thursday. And he was all bloodied. He had on a white shirt and was all bloodied for him. I think he had to be transported to um, some other country for like an MRI or something. Um, so he had a head injury. And police in riot gear attempted to control the protesters who were in the streets of Kingstown on Thursday. And they were protesting and breaching barriers and setting stuff on fire um, because they were basically saying um, that they did not want mandatory vaccinations. So did you guys see the videos for this? Let me show you this in case you missed it. It's crazy, really. But um, here, you, here's what's happening elsewhere. There um, we go. Yes, so um, that's uh, craziness. I've never understood why when people protest, why they burn down their own homes and their own streets and stuff. How is that really going to help you? Um, But that's what they're doing. I mean, they're protesting. So uh, Maria says, really, Sandy, that'd be discriminatory not to employ people who are not vaccinated. Actually, it's not. Every law, everywhere in the world, pretty much, has found that in situations such as this, where you're talking about national and worldwide um, pandemics, that um, it's not. Even the U.S. Supreme Court, I told you guys about this decision back in the early 1900s. Go back and have a look. The Supreme Court has already ruled on this, that the government can mandate vaccines and they have done so in the past so y'all can talk about your human rights all you want but you still have a choice you don't have to work for companies um who are mandating it so um jesse says is cig requesting frontline immigration and customs to be vaccinated at the airport um i think that it's not yet mandatory but i wouldn't be surprised that it's coming Thank you, El Ray. Reminds us that in June 2020, a a study published, investigated the belief that COVID-19 in a person with underlying health conditions or comorbidities has an increasingly rapid and severe progression, often leading to death. Um, And we know this because in fact, what we found is that um, people with comorbidity, and listen, obesity apparently is considered a factor that will increase your risk of being um, gravely sick and potentially dying from COVID. And child, do I need to tell, tell you all that we, we, including myself, all fall into that obese category, whether you think you look good in the mirror or not? You're like, oh, I got a little bit extra junk in my trunk. And you're all excited about that because you think that makes your man happy. Well, child, it's called fat. and um, you know, you're obese. We, we are obese. And so that increases your chances if you have COVID of dying from COVID-19. Yeah. Irvin says Sabbath keepers first day of work. They can work, um, they can work Sundays. Oh, so she's saying that if you're a Sabbath keeper, so if you're a seven day Adventist and you can be the ones who go to work on a Sunday. Sure. And then people who Go to church on Sundays, can do something else. I don't know. Maybe we need to do a survey on this. We'll do one online. Are y'all ready for Sunday trading? It does happen in limited um, instances. And one of the contrasts of it all is that, yes, bars are open on a Sunday. So people are like, "Well, if the bars open, why don't the grocery stores open?" You know what, though? I don't actually think that the grocery stores care to open. Um. So Rita says, "Mandate doesn't mean law." Well, you can challenge it. I I say go ahead and challenge it. That's one of the reasons why um, they are getting all these countries are getting opinions. From um, other people, just like they could lock you down during COVID nineteen and take away your freedom of, you know, walking in the streets, I'm pretty sure that they can mandate vaccines if they wanted to. All they have to do is change the law, and they could do it. I think this government doesn't want to have to do that. They would like for you to choose to do it for the betterment of the country, but it's not going to happen. Just like in France. The second he said he's going to mandate it, what happened? Everybody started running out and getting it anyway. Or um, there was an article I was reading about, you know, putting restrictions in place. So when people say, okay, you don't want to get it, that's your choice. But you can't go into any government building without it. You can't enter a grocery store without it. Like they've actually put things in place. And what ends up happening is when people understand how restrictive their life will be without being vaccinated, then they'll go get it. Here's an interesting article from, where was this one? Give me one second here. Um, There was something else, Philip, about the cruise ships that came up in the news recently. Uh, let me see here. One second. Oh, there was a sad story about an unvaccinated dad who recorded like his days of regret in the hospital. My God. It's sad to see people say, you know, that they made a mistake and they got it wrong when they're on death's door. Uh, there's an interesting story. I'm just trying to see if I can find it now. Oh, Yes. This one was PBS. Did you guys see this one? Let me show you. Let me share this one with you. Um, okay, so here's this one. From carrots to sticks, why vaccine mandates may work where incentives haven't. So, you know, they're incentivizing you. Right now we have an incentive of $100,000 on the line. That um, You can go and, and, you know, collect if you get vaccinated. You can enter to win. And so it says, while new COVID-19 cases surge, debate over lockdowns, masks, and vaccine mandates continue. United Airlines announced that it will require all of its US employees to be vaccinated as a condition of employment. Everywhere is doing this, folks. This will be nothing unique to the Cayman Islands. Uh, Juliette uh, Cam, who is a professor of Harvard Kennedy Law of Government and former Homeland Security Assistant Secretary, says vaccine requirement should apply to airline passengers as well. So you're not gonna be able to do nothing soon without being vaccinated. You won't be able to travel into the US because stick a pin, (coughs) just last week, they mandated it for foreign travelers. I think we had that one up on the website. Um, Go have a look, but I think that was on the website as well. So let's listen to this little
1: um, audio clip here. While new COVID cases surge, differing opinions over lockdowns, masks, and vaccine mandates prevail. Yesterday, United, United Airlines announced that it will require all of its U.S. employees to be vaccinated as a condition of employment. I spoke with, with Julia Kayan, former Kyan, assistant secretary at the Department of Homeland Security, Security and, and professor at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, who says, says that similar vaccine requirements should,
5: should apply to airline passengers as
1: well. well. Julia, here we are at this point where there seems to be a pull between whether we have more mandates and more lockdowns or we can focus our energies on trying to get more people vaccinated, why are you saying that maybe we should have have a different attack? About 20% of
3: Americans are fully against vaccinations or what we would call the anti vaxxers but the remaining 80% is actually... It's quite complicated. complicated. There's a there's different reasons for why they're not moving forward. Some, some have to do with access. access some some have to do with science. But a lot of it has to do with, with they simply, simply feel like they, they just can just wait and see, see that, 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 that the, the waiting is OK. It, and I think what we've seen in the last few weeks, weeks, weeks in the United States is, is uh, we're, we're done, done waiting. waiting, and, and then we, we have to move from the carrots of boring people, talking to them about the science, giving them extra pay, lottery system, to a system of sticks, where there will be burdens, um, privileges will, will be denied. What do you think would
5: happen if the six were used? Is mean, that enough to move enough people to kind of then make a The most, most reasonable thing from
3: the Tyson family, which was about 41% of the unvaccinated, would it actually move to get vaccinated if something like airline travel to deprived because have they, they want to see another family. family i think the vaccinated who are the majority in this country are saying you can choose to be unvaccinated but if i'm done carrying universal burden why is flying the place to start part of it is what can the federal, federal government do and they, they can do that people often to ask the fighting white house, house. When you you have have a federal government, government, it will be almost impossible to do, but here's a pool of people who are flying in a highly regulated industry that Mm -hmm. is regulated by the federal government. This is something that we're used to. The 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 second is, 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 and I think it's it's worth saying, is is, is federal government sets floors for appropriate conduct. By By raising the floor, and simply saying, look, a major thing thing will be be deprived or will be denied denied you unless you... Stop, Stop waiting. let you move forward. Uh, and, and this is something that we now know, given the diversity of the unvaccinated, uh, about 40% of which need to get vaccinated. And, and time is one thing we really don't have much more
1: of. Yeah, you've done pushback for this idea, idea. Uh, making, uh, any sort of making creating endless restrictions to flying, saying, "Well, if you create no-fly lists, we'll be you doing it." Like,
2: I'm
3: not uh, a so why is that So, a no is just a, term, a term, term used to say what, say, what pool of people, people can or cannot go on a plane. So, so, you, you can't go abroad without a passport. passport. That, that is in some, some ways ways is a no-fly list. So, so, part, part of what I want, the message I wanted to say is this is a this isn't a rule that can be enforced because you're always determining who can and cannot. Again, again, on, on air Trump. Trump. Oh, but it is it no different, different than, than what, what you're, you're seeing, seeing in the private right sector right now. The NFL says to, to its teams, uh, look, look, you can you do whatever you want, want but if you, you have, have to, if you, you can't, can't show, show up to the game because your team members are sick, you're going to forfeit that game. We've, we've seen, seen a lot more on that stick side, and this would be. Another, Another one to, one, to just to begin, begin to drive those numbers again uh, before, before we get a new variant that the, that
1: the vaccine uh, <laughs> can address. Do you think yeah. if the Biden administration's decision to make foreign travelers who are coming into the U.S. be vaccinated, except, except for a few
5: circumstances, uh, will have happened? Uh, what the Biden uh, administration is proposing, or at least uh,
3: putting it out there, is, uh, is similar. I just what we're you're seeing seeing in the entire section. We're, just, just, we're, we're just going, going to raise the state before. We're going, we're going to, make we to make a statement that we want people to get vaccinated. And it's, it's also very business, business friendly. We need to get people back onto airplanes. airplanes. The, airline the airline industry is still, is still struggling. Great business travel, personal travel, travel is still, still down. down. We need to get people moving again. And one way to get them moving and to get foreign travelers back in, because we do have a ban on a lot of countries, is, is to, to say, okay,
0: we're going to start, start to, open to open up but a part of that is, that is going to
3: include a vaccination mandate. mandate. So, so this will, will,
4: this will help the economy rise in and then Julia, I am Thank you for having you for having me. All right. So um, again, it's it's going to become the, the industry standard, folks, for people to be vaccinated. So I'm reading some of your comments. Sharon says recovery from COVID-19 is 99%. Renita says... Thank you. People don't do their own research. Well, that's exactly the problem. People aren't doing their research and they've heard a statement like that, um, like Sharon, and it is nothing further from the truth. Y'all need to read the full picture. Here's an interesting thing that someone posted uh, that I thought was incredibly um, interesting. This person said, Have you ever wanted to practice medicine without all the hassle of being responsible for people dying? Well, here at the University of Facebook School of Medicine, our motto is, anyone can be a doctor. Our most popular courses include, why face masks don't work, followed by my personal favorite, masks are unhealthy and cause you to get sick. Don't let your lack of medical training or expertise or experience stop you from posting bad medical advice. Our online courses are not limited by classroom size, And most of all, no enrollment fees or intelligence is required. So enroll now and start your career as an unqualified Facebook doctor today. Yes, sir. What a heat. Y'all need to do more than think that you understand what is going on. It's amazing that the very people who say, oh, you need to do your research have done no research at all. How many of you all? have ever read an article from the New England Journal of Medicine. I'm just asking, inform me, please. How many of you all have read this article here? That talks about COVID-19 breakthrough infections and healthcare workers. I'm going to share this article with you. And I wish that all of you will, um, if you think that you've done so much research and you know so much, I'm going to ask you to simply read this article. It's only 11 pages long. Stop reciting and regurgitating things like 99% of the people survived COVID-19 because that is misinformation. And I know you think you've got it right, but then you need to actually go and read the details. It's easy to just say something like that without having any accurate information. Okay, so that's not accurate. You're, you're, and let me also make this point. Uh, not only is it not accurate, but you also are not taken into into consideration. So death is one thing. I mean, obviously, death is the worst thing. You might then have somebody gyrating at your funeral. But here's an important point: not dead doesn't mean that you've recovered. So you really need to look at the details, folks, of when you say, oh, well, 99% 99 of people recover, do they really? Have you done any research? Here's a link for that article and many more. Have you bothered to do any research on long-haul COVID? Where are you getting this number from that 99% of people recover or don't die or whatever? Please, people, you claim that you want to do the research. I'm going to invite you to start digging deep into some medical journals. There are physicians out there who watch this program every single day and they shake their head. They're like, what is wrong with the people? You are being misguided and you're you're regurgitating information that isn't factually correct. It isn't the flu. It's not like the flu. Stop comparing it to the flu. The millions of people that have died since the onset of COVID-19, which is now what? Um, let's call it December. So we're going into like, Maybe eighteen months or whatever, is nowhere near how many people the flu takes out. So comparing it to the flu is an absolutely ridiculous comparison, and that's another one that y'all just need to stop. But don't take it from me because i'm I'm a Facebook doctor too. What I'm saying to you is go read it for yourselves. The difference is I will read. I will dig into medical journals and I will see, what the research is saying, if I don't understand something, I'm going to reach out to a professional who does. For those of you who don't do that, it's a little bit concerning. So this concept of, um, you know, having a a recovery rate of 99% is really false information. And it's, it's, it's problematic when you just throw that out there as though you have actually read what that means and you even understand what a 1% mortality rate would mean even in the best of circumstances. A 1% mortality rate means it is 10 times more lethal than the seasonal flu. So when you want to compare it to the flu, remember that. If you accepted... Your position that, oh, 99% people recover and don't die. A 1% mortality rate means that it is 10 times more lethal than the seasonal flu. So, how can you compare it to the seasonal flu? 10 times is a lot. So, for most of you, you think, oh, well, 99%, that sounds really promising. I'm sure it does. But that's still 10 times what the flu rate is. And you're also not thinking about long haul COVID. Here's another fact. A 99% survival rate sounds promising, but when it's scaled out to the rest of the country, all 329 million residents, a 1% survival rate takes on a different meaning. 70 million to 150 million U.S. residents would contract COVID-19. This was a prediction. And so you'd be looking at, if you scale that down, right, to your infection rate, you look at a mortality of 700,000 to to 1.5 million people dead. That is roughly the size of Washington, D.C. on the low end, or the entire population of Hawaii on the high end. Folks, really stop regurgitating information that you've not even bothered to try to understand what it actually means. It's really, really dangerous because at some point we are going to have to reopen our borders. And once we reopen our borders, I this concept, I don't know why it's so difficult to understand. Of you saying, oh, this is my personal decision. I can do whatever the hell I want. And my decision doesn't impact anybody else's health. It does when it's a community transmission disease. This is not the type of disorder like obesity or something else. Or if you just eat yourself to death, I don't give a shit. (laughs) I mean, I don't care, right? It's not that type of a thing. It's highly contagious. The Delta variant is even more contagious. So yes, your decision becomes a community decision. So I, for one, a 1,000% agree with mandating vaccines. And I'm not usually a person who likes for government to encroach on my rights. But as someone else just privately said to me, or I think they might have put it in in the chat, your right to not be vaccinated ends with my right to live and not have to suffer through long-haul COVID. And that's the bottom line. Yes, your decision impacts other people. It's simple. And if I have to get on here every single day and say it like a broken record, someone said last week, three, four people said they're gonna go get vaccinated because of information that I have provided to them. Good, I will keep providing it. The misinformation that is out there and the people who are like, oh, the government is trying to control us, child, they have more effective ways of controlling you then going through all the trouble of creating COVID-19, releasing it, and then turn around and trying to, um, do right, turn around and try to create a vaccine to then try to kill you. I mean, it's just like, none of it even makes any sense. I'm just like, what the hell are y'all talking about? All they have to do is, is give you a free gift certificate to the N- Nair's Burger place and put something in that and you'd be all dead. Let's just be very honest. Um, Human beings don't do much to keep themselves healthy in any event. So I don't know what you'll, Oh, the government's trying to kill us. Yes. Your governments are really trying to kill you. You're doing it yourselves. The government don't have to do it.
0: It's so frustrating. Oh
4: my God. Anyway. um, Mandated vaccines are coming folks. Uh, My poor stomach is growling this morning. I feel extra hungry. Mandated vaccines are coming all over the world. Cayman will be no exception. You will not be able to get into the United States without it. I was trying to find that article for you guys. Um, You're not going to be able to do anything much soon without getting a vaccine. You're happy staying at home and going nowhere and doing nothing? Then, yeah, that's on you. Don't go out anywhere. That's fine. Uh, let me see about the US foreign. I think it's foreign travelers. So yeah, y'all they're going to know Miami. Here we go. Uh, US, this was from August the 4th, um, could make vaccines mandatory for foreigners. So the United States will require all foreign visitors to show proof of vaccination when traveling restrictions to the country are eventually lifted. So you you don't believe in vaccines? Good for you. You ain't going to Miami. You won't be working at any of the grocery stores in Cayman. You'll soon not be working in any financial sectors. There will be things that you just can't do. And that's going to limit your exposure since you feel like it's your decision. It's going to limit your exposure to the rest of us who have to go to the grocery store, who have to go out and about and live our lives. So yes, you make that decision. That's your business. That's good for you. But don't encroach on my ability to have free movement and be able to go to the grocery store without catching COVID. And because I have an unvaccinated member in my household, which is a child, then passing that on to her because of your recklessness. Jem says, so true, Sanders. Some people do well running with so much garbage. It's tiring listening to them. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. So Renita says an average of 56 million people died in 2017, but died of what? That doesn't even make any sense to throw that out there. All right, let's see. Died of what? All combined deaths? That's not a single thing. Why would you (sighs) okay? In 2017, a total of 2.8 million deaths reported in the United States. So where did you get that from, Renita? That's worldwide. That again. I'm just not understanding how that is relevant to. I don't understand how that's relevant to anything. So far COVID, we have 4.3 million deaths. Um, that's confirmed. Now let us try to remember. Despite what the anti-vaxxers are trying to tell you, the figures reported by most countries are still relatively conservative when it comes to COVID because some countries had it so bad they stopped counting. People are like, oh, they they want to call every death COVID. Actually, the opposite has happened. They just thought like, oh, they're dead. Just throw them on the pile and burn them. I'm sure you guys saw that Indian video that we posted up. Just burn them on the pile. We can't even be bothered because they couldn't even get a hospital bed. That's how overwhelming COVID was. So stick a pin. If COVID isn't that bad and it's not a problem, why are hospitals all over the world running out of beds? They had to convert, was it Cuba the other day? They had to convert a hotel into a hospital in Cuba to try to make beds for the sick people. Show me which flu, which annual flu has ever taxed the medical and hospital system like COVID has. They're running out of respiratory machines. Do you guys not see the one in India? Like people have to buy, private citizens are buying their own medicines and trying to get their own respirators and whatever to try to um, get people the treatment that they need. And they're still dying in the streets. They call their own private ambulance and they can't even get them into hospital because they simply do not. I don't even know where you guys get this stuff from. I really don't. Like, I'm just like, what the hell? Um, Okay. Why, why would your government wanna kill 7 billion people when it is costing them? It's ruining their economies and their countries. What's the logic? Explain to me the logic. They need to teach y'all, some of y'all how to take birth control. That's what they really need to be doing. I'm just saying a lot y'all could do with a little forced birth control. That's what they should be forcing on people. And I don't care who like it. When I see the foolishness that's going around, I'm all for it. Put birth control in the water because some of y'all would need to be drinking it. <sighs> mm mm Considering that a large number of cases are asymptomatic and and present only mild symptoms, most people are not even being tested around the world for COVID, folks. So the number of people who've actually had it is underestimated. The number of deaths also tends to be underestimated, as some patients are not hospitalized or tested around the world. the logic is all these restrictions will destroy countries and your government wants to do that. Why your government wants to destroy your country? Why? Because that's going to get them voted back in. I'm not understanding. Help me understand here. Jesus send some divine intervention and help me understand this logic of why all the governments around the world have collectively decided that we're going to destroy everybody. Just drop a bomb on the earth and we're done or better yet, continue to allow human beings to run the place because y'all destroying the environment and going to destroy the earth anyway. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. It actually sounds stupid. If I had to tell you the truth, I'm not calling you stupid, but it sounds stupid. It just makes no logic. Like when I hear these anti-vaxxer theories, like legit, my brain starts to hurt. That's how I'm just like, huh? It's like watching that woman dancing on the naked man. I'm like, what? My brain, y'all give me a brain, brain pain, a headache. <laughs> no sir. Mm. So they think that the actual cases in, for example, New York is probably. million, which is 10 times the number of confirmed cases. And that's based on an antibody testing that they did study, which showed that 12.3% of the population in the state of New York had antibodies as of May the 1st. So that survey developed a baseline infection rate. So you see all these medical terms. Y'all need to start learning what these medical terms mean. What does baseline infection rate mean? Y'all need to look it up. Because once you have a baseline infection rate, this is all math and medical science here, right? You can then look at the entire population size and break it down from there. Now, Black people and Hispanic people need to be particularly concerned. Caribbean people, that's you. Uh, 7% of white people are getting COVID. Asians, 11.1% multi or non 14.4% black people 17.4% Latinos and Hispanics 25.4% their age and other variables. So breakdown 19.9% of the population of New York had COVID-19 antibodies with a population size of 8.4 million people in New York City the percentage which would indicate that 1.7 million people have been infected with SARS-CoV-2 and recovered as of May the 1st in New York City. And they've only had confirmed cases of um, 166,000, and again, they've sourced it, more than 10 times less. So this is why they say the actual numbers of COVID infections and COVID deaths is anywhere from five to 10 times as many as what has actually been reported. Let me put the link here for you because y'all need to go read it for yourself. Look up every single word, know what mortality rate means, how it's calculated and the whole works. What is crude mortality rate? Oh gosh, they're calling it CMR in brackets. It's not this CMR, crude mortality rates. Go look it up. Read, read, read. Folks, you want to be an expert. This link that I've just provided here has a lot of statistical information. If you read nothing else and you think you understand what a 99.1% survival rate means, go read this article understand it and then come back and talk to me in a couple of days because it's going to take you a couple of days to go through it and look up the things that you don't understand. Sue says her brain hurting too. This is a problem with access to too much information and social media being able to just like oh just throw this out there and it'll stick. Because y'all be repeating stuff that you have no clue what you're repeating or anything of the sort. And it's just like, what? (sighs) That I don't know. know. All I have to say is once we reopen the borders, you got a hundred thousand dollars. If that doesn't motivate you, if losing your life doesn't motivate, whatever, The borders will be reopened. Because I think some of y'all, like the good professor said last week, some of y'all think that we will not be reopening the borders. Which government you think got infinite amount of money to keep paying people $1,500 to do nothing? The government don't have it. We don't have it. We the people, the government does not operate in isolation. We pay. The reason why we have such a high cost of living Government fees, stamp duties, blah, blah, blah. We pay the government to operate. That is our money paying people $1,500 a month to sit down and do what? They need to get back to work and earn their money to put into the economy. We're going to have the professor back on again soon to explain it to y'all. Why would the government? participate in anything that is going to kill or harm the people. It don't make no sense. Pick sense from nonsense. What happened to the common sense that our forebears left us with, supposedly? You claim God gave you common sense, but y'all are not using it. So Kizzy says, what happens to the ones that can't take the vaccine? Well, you're at risk. If you can't take it for a medical reason, you will remain at risk. And the chances of you catching it, especially if you have a population that is resistant to vaccines, is that much greater, Kizzy. So to answer your question as briefly as possible, your life is on the line if you cannot take it. But your life is on the line with a lot of other things, too. And every person who refuses to take it for no valid reason is increasing the chances of you having a problem when we reopen our borders. That's why it's not a personal decision. It's not about, oh, I can be selfish and do what I want to do. So that's the bottom line, Kizzy, is that there are people. There are people who don't understand that our children are the greatest at risk population. They are the ones who cannot take it. All right, they're doing some studies on that, blah, 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 we'll see how that goes. But they can't take it right now. So when we reopen our borders, here's what George, uh, what's his name, Takaki said, he's an actor, right? He says, overheard, the irony of anti-vaxxers saying that they don't want to be part of an experiment without realizing that they are now the control group. Go look it up. I'm sure that just went over some of y'all's head. I cannot say it enough, but the misinformation that is out there on vaccines, you could do yourself a favor if you really tried to read for yourselves and come to some conclusion. But if you, if you don't do that and you just accept what other anti-vaxxers are telling you as the glorified truth, I don't even know what to say. You've been subject to mandatory vaccines your entire life, honey child. This is nothing new. It really isn't. If you don't go and get your children vaccinated right now when they're born, all those years of vaccinations, they ain't getting a no government school or no private school in the Cayman Islands. Is that not mandated vaccinations? Of course it is. What else? If I want to go to some European countries, do I not have to get certain specialty vaccinations and certain specialty treatments and so forth before I can even go against malaria and all kind of stuff? You ain't going there if you don't get it. Is that not mandatory? Ooh, I'm so afraid of this word, mandatory. Stuff is mandatory every single day. It's mandatory that you wear your seatbelt and if you don't wear it there are consequences. Anyone who as Tracy says here who is on the front line tourist workers who do not get vaccinated we got a problem. We need to look at that report, maybe we'll do this tomorrow from government. Um On uh on what's happening with the stipend people because there's some very interesting statistical information. So I tell you what, why don't we plan on talking about that? Because I actually do need to go through that report in detail. Let's talk about that on tomorrow, Tuesday show. Oh, I've got some guests that I need to bring on. Oh, hi, child. The schedule some days is so full. So I've got a guest who needs to come on and talk about this landlord. Former politician who shut off her electricity, she said. Trying to force her out because he refuses to fix his apartment. Hmm. Maybe we need to bring her on tomorrow. Let me see if she's available tomorrow. Notch needs to come on. And... Um, So we need to bring him on as well. He's in the UK. He's going to be performing. So maybe we'll do those two topics tomorrow. And then by um, Wednesday, maybe we could go over the report. And by Thursday, we need to be talking about the Ritz because they're living in la-la land. (sighs) So Jonathan says, a truly dangerous pandemic would not exist without a heated debate nor would it require government incentives, BK meals, cash, and land for people to take the vaccine against an alleged dangerous virus. The global objective has clearly now switched from fighting a virus, ensuring that every person alive um, takes the same action of taking this vaccine. Granted, those that have already taken the vaccine don't want to feel or admit that they were duped. Hence, they tend to be the strongest proponents of it. I don't think it has anything to do with feeling like you've been duped. It's a sense of frustration that the reason why I took it could be for naught, which was to try to reopen our economy and keep people safe if we don't get to that 80%. It's not about me being duped. It's about other people now holding me prisoner. And I can't have the borders reopen as a country. And we can't get back to some semblance of normalcy. And there are businesses who are operating at 50% capacity, 40% capacity or less because of our closed borders. How is that fair to businesses? And if you don't think that that has a trickle down effect, you know, some people aren't feeling the economic impact of it yet. They really haven't, especially if they're in financial services, these law firms, blah, blah, blah. But it's not gonna be long before every single one of us are going to feel it. And I'm like, why are we trying to get to that point of desperation? Are we gonna sit back and wait To the till we're at the point of desperation where people are dying, we can't reopen our economy. We're talking about going back into lockdown, all this other stuff before people go, Oh, yeah, I need to get it. Let me let me show you what we talk about when we're talking about desperation here. Because again, when I see all these people um talking about how desperate they are. Um Let me see here now, you know, people on their death door begging for the vaccine. Oh, I should have gotten it. I'm just like, really? Okay, let's look at this one dad, where is he? He's sitting here now doing a daily journal. Oh my God, if I don't survive this, I want my kids to know, wow. That's really horrible for him to be in that position. All right, hold on, let's watch this and then we gotta end the show because we're actually out of time. I think I'm supposed to be going to the dentist this morning actually. All right, here we go. Unvaccinated dad records days of regret and hospital makes heartbreaking requests for daughter's wedding in case he dies, wow.
3: share a Virginia man's story of battling COVID. His decision to post videos documenting his COVID-19 treatment has slowly turned into a tragic confessional. Travis Campbell could die because he avoided the vaccine. And he says he truly regrets not getting a shot. He also blames himself for infecting his children who are experiencing a rattling cough, dizziness, diarrhea, and dehydration.
2: Travis chronicled his battle in a series of
5: Facebook videos. Yeah. the is is It uh, to exactly. so you know. Yeah. confused. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for prayers, but I'm kind of weird I leave
0: I and sit. I believe that it passed all the sin. Came back out to
5: Locksville and they've admitted to me. It's real. <clears throat> it's kind of confusing, like, you just, you're in a fall. Of, I have a little bit of energy. I'm not it. even. It's gotten tougher. So, to make sure. Yeah. people you go and not give back, still Make sure you go to the doctor. Thank any other No I have. And the. Crystal. Horrible. That I have a portion of the collapsed road hard to find strength when you have so much strength to be used, but I didn't listen to. Alan Jackson's Christian Thomas Carol Toy M on our favorites. So tonight and tomorrow for are you going to chance to Let's see it. Let's see it i yeah. on a little bit space, a snake here. I'll time. to the realization, that chance of me I am going to give my daughter a the bit of a way to the journey of a long time. I have a great phone call to my 14-year-old son, and I had to tell him what I thought my dream was, because he was my daughter a little to the office.
0: And I have
5: asked to keep, keep my daughter away. Day. I'm in i I made a mistake. i And I'm paid my the time. Don't fall Don't Don't uh, uh,
3: uh. it, so it is so hard, hard to watch, watch that. And of, of course, our, our hope is, hope is that, that Travis pulls through, but he's facing this reality, knowing that he won't. won't. And, you know, and you know, we've heard, heard doctor, after doctor after doctor say if people could just come inside these walls and if they, they could see what, what is happening, it would, would change their minds. And, and that's, that's that's really what Travis Campbell, Travis Campbell is showing that people. Was
0: that was devastating. That was devastating. Was that was devastating. Was
3: Imagine calling your 14-year-old your son, son to, tell to tell him that he may, may have to give his sister away at her wedding one day
2: because Travis, the father, doesn't think he's going to make it. We certainly hope he does. And we appreciate the message she is sending, but...
4: Wow. I don't know if Travis is going to make it or not, um, but there's unfortunately a lot of people in his situation who haven't made it. And there is regret video after regret video. I think what Travis is doing that's a little bit different is he is actually doing a daily um, video vlog of his COVID-19 journey from his ICU bed, calling his own son. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. Well, we'll see what it, what the future holds um, for the Cayman Islands. I see people, Maria said, oh, we're all feeling the impact of um, the pandemic financially. And I tell you that majority of Caymanians have not. Government is the largest employer on island and all civil service continue to make their salary just like they did before. So tell me, what impact are they feeling? The increase in prices, which they're going to complain about, yes. But they're still taking home a salary, a full salary. When government starts to say, wow, the finances of this country, really, boy, COVID hit us hard. And so now we have to start cutting our salaries because we expect them to lead. (laughs) Civil servant salaries and all these other things. Then we can talk. Then you can come to me and have a conversation. That says we've all felt it. Most financial services companies still paying everybody full time. Some people still have the comfort of working from home. So to say that the majority of people in Cayman have felt the financial constraints of COVID, I don't agree with that statement at all. We got access to pension. As a matter of fact, some of y'all felt it so little that your access to your pension money meant that you could go out In staycation every other weekend. The Moritz was still banging because the dollars in the local economy were flowing. They didn't have the tourist dollar, but for the first time ever, they had locals there every single weekend. Y'all having the best time ever. So Maria, again, I don't know where you get this. Oh, we've all felt it. No, we haven't. Most people haven't. That's why I say, you know what? After being shut down for seven weeks, If A.L. Thompson says, we never want to be in that position again, because A.L. Thompson still paid their staff, their staff didn't feel it, the company absorbed it and felt it. And so if A.L. Thompson says, no, we're not going to take the chance of our staff members getting sick again and having to shut down this company for another week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, I can't blame them. You know how much money A.L. Thompson's lost being shut down for seven weeks? I can't believe them one bit. Anyway, folks, do your own research. Don't just keep regurgitating. Oh, 99% are going to survive. That is the most ridiculous comment that I've ever heard. And it's very, very short-sighted. read folks read with a desire to fully understand don't just regurgitate information even when i tell you something question it and go read it and re- research it for yourself i'm not a scientist and i'm not a, i'm not even a facebook doctor i rely on the experts that's why they're called virologists and that's why they spent 30 40 years in their field of specialty And I must just jump up out of nowhere and be like, Oh, I'm going to tell y'all how this really works. No. And any talk show host personality, anybody who does that kind of foolishness don't believe one word that comes out of their mouths because they're a bunch of idiots. Here's another man, man who believed government microchip conspiracy theory says that he regrets not getting COVID-19. We'll play that one tomorrow. If it takes showing you every single person that we can get a hold of, that have regretted it because in the Cayman context, we don't have those people here. You can't go to the hospital and see the devastation, the lack of beds that it's gonna create yet. Florida is running out of beds. Cuba is running out of beds. Y'all need to be in those environments and be in those countries to comprehend the devastation that COVID is causing. And you wanna compare it to the flu? Are you crazy? I mean, legit, are you crazy? Because in my mind, there is no comparison. I've never in my entire life, in my almost 50 years now, heard of any pandemic that has taken hospital beds, like, you know, the morgue is over capacity. I don't know what flu y'all talking about, but that doesn't happen with the flu. That doesn't happen with every other way that people have died. So, you know, when you're talking to me, you got to come with a little bit of common sense because none of this sounds right. Yes, I support the grocery stores. I support Al Thompson's. China's back to normal. If you believe that, you're crazier than them. <laughs> China is not back to normal. Where do you guys get your news from? When was the last time you read anything about China? China's back to normal? Hmm. Three days ago, China sees highest daily figure of COVID-19 patients. Where did you just get that China was back to normal? You you see, these are the things I'm telling y'all. Stop making these ridiculous statements when you've not done the research. August the 6th, China reported on Friday its highest daily count of new COVID-19 patients in an outbreak that began in late July, fueled by a surge in locally transmitted infections. Officials blame the latest clusters mainly in the highly transmissible Delta variant, though um, it has not led to widespread infection in some cities, while cases in some areas show initial signs they could ease. what did you say? China is back to normal. No, they're not. No, no, and no. Hmm. They're not back to normal. And we also know that China actually underreports cases. So I, I don't understand. Six hours ago. Delta variant broke down Australia and China's defenses. Because initially they were praised for stopping the outbreak. Do they need to change their strategies? Yes. So Australia and China are back in lockdown. Millions of people in both Australia and China are back in lockdown. Health systems in Malaysia, Thailand, Indonesia are all overwhelmed. Countries like the uh, Pacific Island, the Fiji, which last year had only reported a handful of cases are now battling major outbreaks. So when you say they're back to normal, what what do you mean by that? They're now doing mass testing in China. They're questioning their initial approach. I mean, folks. China is not back to normal. George says stupidity is at a high time at an all time high in fake news, put people in fear. While all I can tell you is people don't even read, people will make statements and it's obvious to me that they don't read nothing, nothing. Eight hours ago, Channel News Asia, China reports more COVID-19 cases. While some cities kick off, I'm sure they're about to salivate again, some foolishness to make it spread even more. <sighs> Fortune magazine, dozens of Chinese officials have been punished for failing to curb its new Delta variant outbreak. Because you're Chinese, they'll kill you for this kind of stuff. And I like hey Man, where if a physician gets up and says, well, I don't know if I agree with it. In China, you go against the government policy, they'll execute you. You all want to talk about mandating, go mandate that. Yes, they're back in lockdown. I don't know. I can't even, folks. Go have a sip of something that can calm you down. I'm gonna go make myself some nice cold iced tea. <coughs> oh, China sees highest daily COVID and current outbreak. That was four days ago, folks. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I encourage y'all to read, but then it looks like all y'all read is fake news on social media. The fake news links that people send me every day, and I do one quick little Google search, and I send them the correct information. I'm like, couldn't you have done that yourself? What's wrong with you people? Anyway, I really do have like a legit headache now. So before I have to go double up on my blood pressure meds, let me just stop right there. Big shout out to David, um, Evanks over at Prodigy Jewelers. You guys know on Friday, we ended the show with me going over to see him because he had a surprise for me. And boy, I tell you, was I ever surprised. OMG. David outdone himself. Look at this beauty. Oh my God. What? This is amazing. I'm wearing it today in case you haven't noticed. Thank you, David. Wow. Look at this. A Cayman Mall Road pendant. Diamond encrusted. Oh, my God, the the mall road is paved in gold. (laughs) David has outdone himself. Wow. This man is amazing. When I say talent, that does not describe what David does. He is amazing. He can create anything for you. You just tell him. Give him the idea, and I didn't even give him this idea. David like did this on his own. This is my birthday present, y'all, from David. Thank you, David. It is beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. That's a commanding talent. We're gonna interview David soon because we want to hear how he got his start in the jewelry business, because you guys might be very, very interested to know. So listen came okay, onions. The wor- world can be your oyster, even in the world of jewelry, because look what David has created. Look at this. Hold on. Oops. One second. Hold on one second. Let me move that out of the way. So you can see the video. My God, his son is so talented too. His son is following his in his dad's footsteps. Look at this. that not just gorgeous i'm wearing it today this little thing kind of gets in the way though but can you guys see it look at that i went to the grocery store on saturday and people were like oh let me look at what david made for you it's just beautiful so somebody else wants one now you know these people oh david i need you no stop it's one of a kind and he made it just for me y'all can't get one but I was thinking maybe he should make something else that y'all can get, some other kind of thing with CMR, but not this one. This is just for me. Thank you, David. <laughs> yes, he is beyond talented. Amazing. Wow. I'm just blown away. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Magdalene, having a good laugh. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been my pleasure. Although some of y'all be giving me a headache. It is still my pleasure to come here and try to educate y'all because the education is necessary. Uh, Magdalene, Miss Darlene, yes, child, David has. I, I don't know if I've shown you my flag recently, but I, I now have a flag. I have my coat of arms and I have my CMR one. Well, I don't know what else David's going to make for me next, but yes, child, he is just, woo, love me some David, y'all. He's getting to be better than cooked food. and Y'all know I love my cooked food. But anyway, um, yes, David, thank you so, so much. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Be- best birthday present. Thank you, Larita. Thank you, Wee, Wee. Thank you, Paul. Um, yes, David, not just for Christmas, he can make your wedding bands. He can do all kinds of stuff for you. Just go out there, folks, and um, shop local, support local businesses. Um, you know, you're looking for a little present, David can definitely get it done for you. So I appreciate um, his company so much. Folks, have yourselves an absolutely gorgeous and beautiful day. Please say stay for kicking off the work week. School's still out. Yes, so the traffic shouldn't be that bad. Oops, sorry. I hit that button a little bit too too quickly there. Uh, Try to take your time on the roadways, y'all. Don't be running into each other. We've already had... Two accidents this morning in two different grocery stores. And somebody else is messaging me saying, why is, why is the traffic in Red Bay slow this morning? Only God knows. Probably another accident. Y'all just can calm down. Calm your nerves. Okay? Double up on your blood pressure tablets if your doctor says it's okay. Drive slower. Indicate. Pay attention. Use your rear view mirrors. Wear your seatbelt. All the good things that make us better drivers. Yes, we need to get the economy going and we need to open our borders safely. We're going to get there one way or the other, y'all. That's all I can tell you. That's all I got, beautiful folks. I appreciate you tuning in. Be blessed.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at CaymanMarlRoad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.